listening to Good Morning, the podcast talking all things grief with honesty and humour. Welcome back to the Good Morning podcast. Guys, today is a very exciting day. It is our publication day for our book. Our book is officially published, guys. Oh my gosh, cannot believe it. Good Morning, Honest Conversations About Grief and Loss is out today in Australia and New Zealand, and it's coming very soon to the rest of the world. And we thought we'd do a little bit of an app to talk about it because we've had loads of questions, haven't we, Im? We have. And guys, our book is available on all major bookseller platforms like Booktopia in Australia, Amazon in the UK, US and Canada, all major bookstores and some independent ones as well. So if you're wanting to know how you can grab a copy... That's a good start. I can't believe it, Im. Like, I can't believe we've written a book. It is wild. And I think today it might actually sink in. I haven't actually left the house yet, so I haven't (laughs) seen whether it's on any of the shelves, but I think seeing it in the flesh in a shop. It's going to be so weird. Isn't it? We should do it together. Amazing. Yes. And guys, if you do buy our book, if you read it, if you love it, please tag us on social, please share it. We'd love to see where you're reading. Good morning. Oh my God. Yes, please. Yes. And please, please let us know what you think, because we really, really hope it helps. If you like our pod, if you like our content, then we really hope that you'll like this book because it's very down to earth, isn't it? And very relatable. And it's just like having a chat with two mates. That's exactly what we wanted it to be, you know, feeling like our podcast, just hearing two mates chat about a very, very big topic, which doesn't get a lot of airtime in our world. So yeah, we hope that it helps you guys. And we received quite a few questions from you all about the book, from the process to what's in it. So we thought we'd jump on and answer some of those. All right, let's go. You start in. All right. We're back with the Instagram handles. Vera <laughs> Noblesse says, will it be available in the Netherlands? Yes, it will. And all of Europe. Um, it is available, we know, for pre-order on Amazon Netherlands at the moment. So we'll pop that in the show notes so you can check that out. I and think the best bet is to literally go on your like lo- your local Amazon site, right? And just put it in there and it's probably going to be beyond there I reckon yeah or for wherever you're from like type in good morning honest conversations about grief and loss book and then see what pops up so there might be somewhere else that stocks it um in your country so just have a little stab on google and see what comes up for you but yeah if not amazon's a good bet um ryan mckay says do you have a chapter that goes over losing friends after loss Yes, that is a big uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this could have easily been the whole book, to be honest. Um, it's a big topic and we have a whole chapter dedicated to loneliness and friendships as that is actually how we met. So there's lots of tips on coping with this and also some stories from other grievers. It was a really big chapter, wasn't it? We had to. I remember we had to really cull this one back because it is <laughs> such a big topic and it is one, I think, one of the most common experiences of loss. So what we really wanted to do in the book is address like how grief impacts us um, on a friendship level, how lonely grief is, and also include the tools and resources and experiences from other grievers who have experienced loneliness and friendships changing after loss so that you can see how other people have coped with it and and get some ideas of what you can do if you feel like your friendships are shifting and changing. Um, So yeah, loads about that topic. 
It's chapter six. You are not alone coping with loneliness after loss. Oh my God, cute. There's a little il- illustration of us on there too. So cute. It's, it's a good one. I love that, that illustration. Yeah. Um, Paige here asks, which sections were the hardest to write and why? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I think for me, it was hard putting, trying to condense all of the information and knowing what to put in the book because there was so much that we wanted to talk about. There was so much that we wanted to say, right? It was hard to, you can't include it all. So we were like, what bits are going to be most valuable for our readers? What do we know people want to know more about? And um, trying to condense it all because I think we could have written a, a six a six volume um series couldn't we so I think <laughs> that was a thing. really big one for me what about you in well I felt like every chapter could have been a book on its own right and I think totally. that's the thing that we struggled with but I think like the chapter on relationships and how grief can impact relationships like there was so many ways that we wanted to tackle this chapter and so much we wanted to say that that could be a whole book on its own but it was like trying to yeah just as you said like condense it and get our message across that like it can impact everything so it was really hard to to narrow everything down into but a I chapter. Think we, I think we've hit the nail on the head though and I feel like everything in there is really strong and really relatable Yes. especially when it comes to like loneliness, relationships, the emotions, all sorts of things. Yeah. So it was yeah. definitely a process though, wasn't it? It was such a process. And I think writing our stories and experiences was very emotional um, and also painful. Yes. Like it was reliving it. writing it. Yeah. Reliving it. Cause obviously it'd been quite some time before we'd really sat down and like, I don't think I'd ever written out my story, you know, or exactly what happened. So that was really painful, but really important. And I hope that it helps anyone reading. Definitely. And it absolutely will, Im. And I think it's very different when you're talking about your story to actually sitting there and writing it out. And it, it it's a different, it takes you back there in a different kind of way, I found. It was, yeah, very emotional. And David here says, what new things did you learn about your grief and grief in general when writing the book? Well, David, so many bloody things. Um, we learned so much, didn't we, Im? And I think Oh my god, yeah. So much those... research went into this book, you guys. Like, I feel like, yeah. yeah. So we much research. Yeah. I would say for me, one of the big things that I learned was about the different grieving styles that we talk about in chapter one. And how, I mean, we, we we say everybody copes with grief differently, right? There's no one size fits all, but then there's the theory of the intuitive versus the instrumental griever, and they both sit at the opposite ends of a spectrum. And you might be one or the other or a blend of both. And I think for me and you, Im, that gave us a real light bulb moment of like, oh my gosh, we there's a term for the way that we grieve. There's research been done around the different grieving styles and it's me and you. So for example, very quickly, um, an intuitive griever is somebody who feels the emotions and finds it, you know, they can't not talk about or express their grief. They need to talk about the person and how they're feeling. And that's you, Im. And on the other end of the spectrum is the instrumental griever, which is me, which is very much a practical griever. They might find that they process their grief by doing things. So for example, for me, it was like planning the funeral and, and doing all of the, the dead men. And you might be a bit of a mix of both, but I think we were like, oh, there's a term for it. Like, and it gave us a lot of clarity, didn't it, around how we process things. 
Yeah, because we talk about in the book how we both judged ourselves, which yeah. is why we judged the way we were grieving because I was too emotional and Sal felt like maybe she wasn't emotional enough. And like a lot of self-judgment can come in. So learning that was really helpful for us and hopefully helpful for you guys as well. Um, and another big learning for us, the chapter on how grief impacts the body is so interesting like just so so interesting how grief can actually like impact your brain and your body and all the ways that this happens we've done a lot of research and deep dived into this topic um and we explore like the mind body connection with grief as well which i think a lot of people may be quite surprised reading and might be a lot of light bulb moments for you as well um especially around grief brain and how grief can make you feel foggy and like you're just a complete and utter mess in your head like you can't remember anything so yeah I'm excited for people to read that chapter me too it's a good one David also asked us if we'll be coming over to the UK to do a book tour never say never Dave that's all I can say (laughs) I hope so oh my god just email our publishers and and ask for it hopefully (laughs) fingers crossed one day that will happen imagine oh we would like when you went to the uk and you met up with amber from the grief gang oh what was called (laughs) international grief summit it it would be massive wouldn't it it would be massive so good so good so never say never um we're going to put that on our manifestation list for 2023 um yep thanks david and thanks for being such a lovely support david you're one of our very lovely community members and you also featured in our book some of your stories so thank you Dave's a legend um Such a ledge. recent says what was your writing process like lol <laughs> <laughs> this is hilarious <laughs> three three letters lol um one word lol um so much lol oh it was Sal interesting right <laughs> It was so interesting and like we learned so much more about ourselves writing this book in all the best ways. Um, but oh yeah, it was so interesting. It was what what made it interesting for you, Em? Um, I think for me, I really notice how much of a perfectionist I am and how much that really does not help you when you're trying to write a book. So like, <laughs> cause obviously you've got an editor and we're working with each other and we kind of like handball back and forward bits that we're writing throughout the journey. But for me, I've always been someone that like can't show someone something I'm working on until I feel like I've got it right. Like I've got it perfect. And that just does not work when you are writing a book. And I learned that really quickly that I had to let that go and, you know, chuck my perfectionism out the window because I could literally spend like a whole day on one paragraph trying to get it fucking right and Sal's wrote like you know 60,000 words (laughs) sorry (laughs) Bettina Dilmas I really had to work on that and it was such a huge like personal learning for me Mm. um I didn't even really I hadn't even really I, I mean I did identify that I am a bit of a perfectionist but it really came through when we were writing the book and how much that can really hinder you in your life. Mm. It's like you can't move forward easily when you everything has to be perfect. It's not realistic. You, you got there. You did get there quite quickly, like you say. And I think, mm. you know, that plays into the fact that we do have different strengths and that did work well. So for me, I'm good at getting things structured and keeping things moving and getting the information in and kind of writing it all and then you, then we'd I'd handball it to you, and you'd add your bits in. Then you'd handball it back to me, and we kind of had this process of shaping the book. But you're really good at the detail. 
And so you were great, fantastic at proofing and making sure that everything was consistent and that there were no, you know, there wasn't repetition. And also the creative, you know, you're very visual. So you were great at looking at the creative elements. So you'll see there are loads of illustrations in our book and loads of like tips and and breakout boxes. And Im was fantastic at, at really coming up with great ways to display the information. So I think we work well because our skill sets complement each other. I'm rubbish at like detail. It's not oh my strong my point. So I'll be like, Sal, we've literally said the same thing like three times in this bit. You're like, oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> like, Come on, yeah. So so there you go. So you've got him to thank that there's no repetition in, in the book. Um <laughs> and you've got Sal to thank that we actually got the book written. So <laughs> We like we ended up coming to a really good place with each other and working out what our strengths were, what our weaknesses were, and really working together on those things. So we're really happy with how it turned out, and we're really happy that we're still besties at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like it's a journey, and it's an emotional journey as well. And because yeah. it, it, I tell you, I found like it was exhausting writing a book was mm. exhausting like because it's a lot of mental energy isn't it and I think we both blocked out like around three hours a day and we would just go for it I did you know I couldn't do any more than that because it was yeah your, your brain gets fried quite quickly it's, it's it is intense so um you have to be disciplined like we did it we wrote every day didn't we every um, single day for months and months and months and like oh yeah I mean I wasn't as good as like blocking out three hours sometimes I'd be like 11 p.m I'd be in my office just got my daughter to bed a few hours ago and that would be like little windows where I could write so it was also trying to find out like yeah what's the best time for us what works for us um but it was a very exhausting bro I remember put you were so burnt out at the end of it Sal yeah, I remember the, the first round of edits that we did and I was like, <sighs> wow, like what is what is wrong with me? And I actually had a, I remember having a call. It was so random, but one of my like favorite writers is a lady called Emma Gannon. And I ended up, I'm part of her Substack community. And somehow I looked out and I had a coaching call with her. And I remember asking her like, is it normal to feel like the writing process to burn you out? And I think mm -hmm. it is like, because it is a lot of mental energy. And um, mm -hmm. and I, I have to say, I take my hat off to anyone that's working full time and writing a book in the evenings and parenting. I, I applaud you because it's a lot. Yeah. Um, but it's so worth it. And this bad boy is, it's worth it. It's absolutely worth um, every, yeah, every, every moment of it. So all the burnout, that's, yeah, it's worth all the, the burnout. <laughs> the blood, sweat and tears that yeah. went into this book, guys. Oh my God. So yeah, it was such an intense process, but like we're really happy with how it turned out. Couldn't be happier. Um, so Joanne says, will you be doing a book launch? Yes, we will. Um, we have a few planned in Sydney at the moment. So the details are in the link in our bio on Instagram, or you can find the link in our show notes to get some tickets. Um, we'll be holding a few talks and the first one will be at Stanton Library in North Sydney on Tuesday, the 7th of March at 1pm. And then also Kina Kanua Bookstore in Sid Sydney CBD on Thursday, the 23rd of March at 6pm. So hopefully if you're in Sydney, you can make one of those events and we'll be talking about all things grief, our story, we'll be doing a Q&A and also you get to mingle with fellow grievers and meet us and, and get a signed copy of the book. So lots of reasons to come down and hang out with us. 
Well, that leads us into our next question from Meg. She said, can I get a signed copy? Meg, yes, you can. If you are in Sydney, please come to one of those events. But if you're not, if you're in wider Australia or New Zealand, you can order via Booktopia and the first 500 orders um, will get a signed copy of our book, which is really exciting. And Love My Sister has asked, how is this different from other grief books? Very good question. Um, It's been written to be a support group in book form. And we've written in a way that's really easy to digest, haven't we, Im? Yes, because grief brain, right? It's so hard to like concentrate and focus, especially if you're in your early stages of loss. And we just had some really beautiful feedback before from our book and someone had said they love how it's laid out and it's really easy to read and it's easy to kind of dip in and out of it. So that was something that was really important for us um, when we first sat down and thought, okay, well, what is this book going to look like? What is this book? So that was top of the list is to make it easily digestible and something that you can pick up and put down and take at your own pace. And I think one of the things that that people love about the pod, that we love about the pod, is that you really feel a sense of community. And this book, you feel that sense of community with other grievers. We've really tried to include um, a mix of things. So our lived experiences, expert advice, tips and stories, um, and community stories from other grievers, all types of different like loss, um, so that hopefully there's something that you can relate to. And we also have a chapter on how to support people who are grieving. So it is for those who are grieving, but also for those who are supporting. Yeah, it's pretty much like our our podcast in book form. It's very conversational and yeah, just covers off everything to do with grief that we've heard our community talk about. And so you guys are very much a part of this book, which I hope you feel when you do read it. Shireen asks, is your book for all types of loss or just mother loss? Um, It's for all types of loss and it's been written so that it can relate to anyone. Also, no matter what your loss was or how recent it was, whether it's 10 months or 10 years, um, we want it to relate to everybody. And that was really important to us when we were writing it, wasn't it, Im? Absolutely. And there's community stories from fellow grievers all over the globe, all different types of loss, all genders. So that was really important for us too, is to make sure that we are giving everybody a voice um, Mm -hmm. and yeah, lots of different stories in there that everyone can relate to. Kate says, my goal is to write a book about my loss, but I don't know where to start. Best thing you can do is just start, just start writing down whatever's coming to mind like let the pen flow doesn't have to be perfect but if you start putting words down it will help you kind of see your story and the more people who write about their lived experiences with loss I think the the better you know because it's relatable and Mm. you never know who it's going to help and um journaling is really helpful too so if you haven't journaled before just get a notebook and just start writing down your thoughts and feelings. Um, And our book also includes some journal prompts, which are great. Just some really gentle ones to get you started if you've never done it before. Yes, they do. And I would say just have a stab, like just start writing, see where it leads you. Um, And if you find that something is taking shape, maybe have a stab at plotting out the key markers of your stories or what you'd like the flow of the book to be or the kind of, what you think could go in each chapter. I just keep it loose and just the more you write, I think the clearer it will become. It's just a process. But like Im said, the best thing that you can do is just to start. 
I mean, the best, like we learn very quickly what, what to do at the start, how to start is write, you know, shape up your table of contents and be like, right, what's in this book? But we accidentally wrote like half the book. Oh my God. We, <laughs> so I think it was like two months into the writing process. The publisher was like, let's have a check-in, see where you're at. So we sent the document over to her and she was like, okay guys. So um, I was expecting like an outline of what's going in the book, but you've actually delivered half of the word count. So, <laughs> so we had to go back to the drawing board, didn't we? Em? Cause I think we like that, like we said earlier, there was so much we wanted to include. We'd like almost like totally, totally overcooked it. And so we had to go back and go, right, let's, let's strip it back. Like yeah. what is, how are we going to structure this thing? And then, yeah, we started again, didn't we? It was hilarious. But, so funny. Uh, you, yeah, so it's a process. So how it started was like, self, you came up and stayed at my house for a few nights, didn't you? Yeah. It was so fun. And like, we just sat down and we we're like, right, get the paper and pen out. And just what do we want to put in this book? What are the topics that we needed that we wished we, you know, knew when our mums died and mm. what and are what the are topics we hearing that, what yeah. are we hearing for the community what are people constantly wanting to know what do we feel like the topics are that aren't getting discussed that need to be discussed and um yeah. like we said earlier we learned a lot writing this book and a lot of aha moments and like oh my god that is why we are like this happens or that happens and so we hope that you have those light bulb moments too yeah. And Joe says, is there any information relating to baby loss in the book? Yes, Joe. Our book has information relating to all types of loss. And that was very important. Um, there are some stories featured in our book from members of our community who have experienced child loss. The stories in our book are so brave and honest. And if you are one of the contributors listening to this, we just a huge heartfelt thank you so much. Um, we know that by sharing your vulnerability, it's going to help so many people. So we are really, really grateful for everyone who has contributed their story in our book. Um, but yeah, to finish up, we wanted to read just a little bit, just to give you a little flavor. Um, yes. Great right. idea, Rim. Just give me one sec. I'm just going to grab my copy of the book. Oh, my God. Not organized. <laughs> okay, I've got it. It's open. <laughs> All right, guys. Grief is an experience which no one is exempt from, yet we're often completely unprepared for how confusing, confronting, and crushing it feels. When we both became motherless in our early 30s, we suddenly found ourselves in an unfamiliar and surreal situation that many of our peers couldn't fully understand. When we tried to talk about our grief with people who hadn't experienced loss themselves, it would often be met with uncomfortable silence or awkward, but well-meaning, platitudes. Your mum wouldn't want you to be sad was a common one that we often heard. People struggled to hear our honest experience with grief. It was isolating and lonely and despite having support from friends. And it's the reason that we decided to write this book. And to be honest, it's probably one of the reasons that you picked it up. People just have no idea what to say when it comes to grief. So even with the best intentions, they say random and misguided things in the hope that they'll make you feel better. The reality is that nothing anybody says is going to make you feel better right now. Someone in your life has died. You are deep in pain. You are in deep pain. Sal, you're always so much better at this. If we ever do a bloody audio book, it's just going to be you, all right? <laughs> <laughs> you are in deep pain and life has upended. You're a million light years from being okay. 
What you need is for the depth of your loss to be recognized and acknowledged. For someone to say to you, this is so shit and unfair. I know nothing I can say will take your pain, take away your pain, but I want you to know that I am here and I'm not going anywhere. If you don't have that kind of support in your life right now, rest assured that you are not the only one. There are way too many people grieving who are hiding behind a fine thanks because it's easier than telling people the truth. It shouldn't be this way. That giant looming elephant in the room, aka your grief, that nobody wants to talk about needs to be acknowledged. We want to help make that happen. It's about time we shine a light on what grief is really like, one honest conversation at a time. Boom. (laughs) Guys, that's just a a tiny flavor of what you can expect from our book. We are so proud to be able to bring this to you today. If you're not in Australia or New Zealand, it's not long until you can get a copy to 9th of March. It will be released in the UK, Ireland and Europe. And then the 2nd of May in Canada and the US. So guys, and the rest of the world as well, keep your eyes out um, for or in a bookstore near you or online. We really, truly hope that it helps you. Um, And if you know somebody that might like to read it, please do buy them a copy and support us. And we are so grateful for your support as well. Thank you so much, guys, for your support. And as Sal mentioned before, like, please do like tag us on Instagram. Where are you reading your books? We want to see, you know, like we just want to know what you think of it. So please leave us a review wherever you bought your book as well on whichever platform, share it on Instagram and just, yeah, drop it in our DMs. And we hope you love it. And it's everything that we could have hoped for. Lots of love to you guys. Bye. Bye, guys. 